Welcome to the Christian Wealth Podcast, where people come to learn what the Bible says about money, wealth, and business. Be inspired by some of the greatest Christian thinkers and commentators from around the planet. Enjoy this episode with your host, Alex Cook. Now, Alex uh, just happened to know this because just before the conversation started, uh, you're a little bit congested today. The reason for that? (laughs) Ah uh, yes, it finally got me. Good old COVID. Finally, I, you know, I had to get it eventually. And uh, uh, my my children, I blame them because they seem to have passed it to me. My daughter's been sick for two days, and my my son, I think he's had it as well. So uh, yep, as of two hours ago, it's it's official according to the good old rapid antigen tests. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm glad you've been available today, and I hope you're uh, you're fine to proceed with our segment. Hey, we want to talk about this great reset. We're also taking calls from listeners. It's not a long segment, so for listeners who have a money question, now's a good time to pick up the phone and call us, 1-800-316-316. But the great reset, uh, listeners will have heard about it. Who is behind it, Alex? Yeah, well, look, it's a term that's been coined by an organisation called the World Economic Forum. It's sort of like a globalist think tank, if you like. Uh, It was founded, I think, in the late 70s by the current chairman, a guy called Klaus Schwab. He's a German gentleman. In fact, he's got a book that he put out during COVID called The Great Reset, and that COVID was obviously a great opportunity for The Great Reset to start taking place. Uh, but really, it's mostly famous for its annual event. So they have an annual event in Davos in Switzerland, which is basically where all the who's who in all the power circles goes. So you get some of the celebrities like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you get billionaires like uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, and quite a few, obviously, politicians as well. So it's, it's and, and also leading business people of very large corporations. Uh, in fact, uh, the managing director of BlackRock is on the uh, on the board of the World Economic Forum. So it's a lot of very, uh, you know, powerful people, if you like. Um, they also run a, a program for young global leaders, and a number of some of the world's uh, political leaders have been part of that. People like uh, Jacinda Ardern of New Zealand, Justin Trudeau in Canada, and Emmanuel Macron as well. And really, it's really, I think it's predominantly about bringing these leaders into their way of thinking about the world and what they have planned for it. Um, and uh, those those things they have planned for it are not necessarily things that uh, I think most of us as uh, citizens and as you know Australians and as Christians uh, would be so comfortable with when you look beneath the surface at some of their plans. Alex, we might be concerned as Christian believers and, you know, we've got a biblical idea of what happens in changing times, especially if we're interested in biblical prophecy and such things. I know that some have aligned what's happening with this, you know, great reset with some of the things that we think of uh, when we are looking at some biblical prophecy and uh, and are asking questions, are this, uh, these things the fulfillment of those? What are the goals and objectives of this uh, World Economic Forum, the Great Reset? Yeah, look, and, and it's a great point, and you do raise a really important issue is how does this relate to biblical prophecy? Um, and, and look, I, I'm, I'm not a theologian per se, so I couldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to be too precise about it. And of course, when you look at global events going on, it's difficult to, you know, pin something directly to it. Um, but really, this organisation, I think their end goal really is centralised control, you know, a one world government. 
uh, really run out of the UN uh, and with lots of very influential people as part of it. Um, but they talk about a lot of uh, flowery things that may interest people. You know, they talk about a thing called the fourth industrial revolution, which is basically where they believe that in the future there'll be a combination of uh, your, if you like, your biology, your digital uh and your physical human nature. So it's it's referred to as transhumanism. And you can actually watch some of the videos of their, uh, I think he's their head scientist or he's their sort of, you know, he's their head uh, guy that talks about the kind of things uh, in relation to transhumanism. I think he's, uh, I'm not sure he's an Israeli background, but nonetheless, it, it's fascinating. And basically they talk about things like, you know, you, your brain will have potentially a computer attached to it and it, will, it can potentially be hacked. So they, they, you know, they literally talk about the fact that human beings can hack. Now, when you hear this, you think, wow, that's either out there or you think, you know, conspiracy. But this is some of the things uh, that these people talk about. Um, they also talk about huge amount about climate change uh, and equality. And I think a lot of those things are really designed to bring people along because obviously those things have a lot of political momentum. So to me, that's sort of almost a Trojan horse to bring people along on the journey. Uh, but as I say, I think the real goal ultimately of all of this is centralised control uh, and a one world government type system, which, you know, is very much talked about in scripture. Uh, and, you know, it'll be fairly socialist in nature. You know, there'll be a, a, an elite who are really telling us uh, what we can and can't do. And I think we've experienced a bit of that in the last two years, you know, with some of the, the COVID response, uh, you know, much more extreme than I think people were expecting. So it's well, fascinating. Socialism, one world government, uh, transhumanism, and, uh, you know, even uh, the big issues that are dominating election, uh, like climate change, uh, those sorts of things, uh, they tend to have a part in what's happening it sounds like a conspiracy theory, though, when, you know, for some, they'll say, oh, this one world government thing, well, I've heard a lot about this maybe for decades. Uh, isn't this just another development here? So who is on board with all of this in your view here, Alex? Yeah, well, look, once again, there's been a number of videos of Klaus Schwab himself, who's the, the chairman, basically talking about which governments he has very successfully uh, been involved with and where up to half their cabinet have been part of uh, their programs and been to Davos and so forth. Um, and it may surprise listeners that Australia has very much had um, some of our uh, political leaders involved. Our, our current federal health minister, Greg Hunt, was actually the head of strategy for the World Economic Forum back in the early 2000s. And you can actually just go to his LinkedIn page and, and verify that. Um, and of course, many politicians around the world have been part of that program. Uh, in fact, recently there was a, a video interview with Scott Morrison and uh, one of the key people at the World Economic Forum uh, discussing the projects uh, that they'd been working on, particularly uh, technological projects. So it seems to me that very much in the Western world particularly, uh, many countries are on board, uh, unbeknownst to the populations, although that's starting to come out more, uh, because they've been very vocal uh, about their intentions really through the last two years. Uh, and in fact, what's interesting is many governments, uh, English, so Boris Johnson in the UK and Joe Biden, have been using one of the key terms of uh, World Economic Forum, and that is build back better. So the post, 
you know, the post-COVID, uh, yeah, you might say that's coincidence, but it is interesting that so many uh, of these Western countries are all running off the same slogan. So uh, it's, you know, very, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a very interesting time going forward. And what I would say really to listeners, because one thing that sort of surprises me, I, th- I think in Australia, because it's been such an amazing country to grow up in and be part of, I think we've often lost a sense of evil and you know, the good and evil in the world. Now, sometimes it's more obvious and sometimes it's not. But when people think of evil, you know, they often think of Hitler. They don't think of, um, you know, these kind of grand master plans going on in the background and that, you know, these people have nasty plans for society. They, They find that very hard to believe or very uncomfortable. But I think, you know, the reality is the Bible makes it very clear that we live in this spiritual world uh, there are people whose intentions are not good uh, or they're under the influence, really, of, of, of Satan. Uh, and so bad things can happen in the future because of some of these plans that are in place, whether these people are intentional about it or whether they're just going along for the ride because they, they don't know any better. They don't know they're being used. So I think we do need a bit of a an awareness in, the, in Christendom in Australia uh, of being aware of these things that's going on. Now, the only comment I'd make is we, as believers, should be focusing on what God is doing, not what evil is doing. But we do need to be aware of th- some of the things that are going on in society and that will affect uh, people. Because one of our predominant concerns should be that we live in a society that enables people to flourish. That's what we should be concerned with. And, of course, uh, one side will claim theirs is the best uh, ideology for flourishing, and another will claim another. So, Absolutely. But right Absolutely. back to the beginning, say, of the COVID crisis, uh, you know, this thought that governments don't waste a crisis and they move things forward according to their own agendas. And uh, given that there is a global agenda, uh, you might have been able to see a process by which uh, governments have been aligning <coughs> How do you describe those sorts of things, Alex? I mean, is COVID part of that? Uh, the climate change issues, do you think that's part of that? Uh, governments aligning together under a sort of a socialist uh, foundation? Look, I think so. I mean, one of the fascinating thing to bring about um, big changes, so we're not talking about minor changes here, we're talking about big societal shifts. To do that, you really need a crisis in order for that to happen. And so, and, and as you quoted before, there's that famous, uh, you know, quote, never let a good crisis go to waste kind of thing. Uh, and I think with, with COVID, what fascinated me, uh, just as an observation on human nature, is just how the majority of people were scared. They were, they were, they were terrified into obedience uh, and were willing to give up their freedoms very, very, very easily um, despite the fact that the when you look at the statistics, the, the risks were never that great. Once, you know, after it was sort of, you know, a couple of months in, we knew where we stood with COVID. Um, so I think we're in, it seems to me in the Western world at the moment, uh, we're living in this sort of perpetual crisis. We're rolling from one to the other. So the last um, one is, has been COVID. Uh, climate change has bumped, you know, back on the agenda. And of course, you know, when Ukraine happened, it was almost like COVID stopped. And the next day, the whole media was, you know, obsessed with Ukraine. And that's despite the fact that there's wars going on in other parts of the world, too, that just don't get media attention. Uh, So to me, there is a lot of these things uh, going on that people really need to sit back and question. Um, But also, what's really concerning, I think, is the fact that government now is very obsessed with controlling the narrative. Uh, You know, Joe Biden has announced in the last couple of weeks the Disinformation Governance Board. 
Now, you can't make this stuff up. You know, people in America are joking. It's called the Ministry of Truth, you know, out of George Orwell's 1984. But these things are extraordinarily dangerous. The idea that a small group of people could determine what is factual and what's not. I mean, the whole point of if truth is, to, is that it's got to be discovered. You know, you've got to investigate things and so forth. And it's like science. You know, you've got to constantly investigate to get to the truth. Uh, so when you have a government body that's then determining what is real and what is not, is very, very problematic. Uh, and you can see this at the moment uh, with what's going on with Russia. You know, Russia evil, Ukraine good. Uh, you know, Biden is referring to uh, the petrol increases as Putin's price hike. <laughs> you know, all, all this kind of stuff. And this is from a guy who shut down the Keystone Pipeline in the US, which had previously meant that America was energy self-sufficient prior to his, him being elected. So there's all these sort of really crazy things going on around the world at the moment. I, th I actually think people are quite overwhelmed by it. I think there's so much of it going on yeah. in different parts. Alex, so, yeah, but. My, I imagine that while we've got all of these crises that are going on around the world, and uh, they're serious crises in their own right, uh, you've yeah. got some uh, thought that somehow or other even an even bigger crisis may be looming. Yeah, well, look, I think for them to pull off what they want to pull off, they ultimately need to bring the, the current system down. Now, I've been warning people for years, and anyone listening to you and I on the radio over the years about uh, is warning people about debt. And the Western world is pretty close to bankrupt. You've got uh, Europe where their bond market, you know, the yields up until the crazy spikes in the last few months, basically have had negative yields on their bonds. You've got America, which owes $30 trillion. So the long and short of it is Europe and America cannot possibly repay back their debts. So they're going to default. It's just a question of when. Now, is it going to happen in two years, five years, 10 years? You know, I couldn't tell you. But they're going to default. And I think what they'll do is they're going to keep raising rates to, to bring it about. Um, and that will cause all sorts of issues for, for everyone around the world, because uh, not just in America, but here in Australia, and we're already seeing the first rate hike uh, last week. Uh, but just to, to pull off a crisis like what they want to do, you actually have to bring the value of things down. So let's just pick an example. Let's say you got a house in Brisbane, which you bought for a million dollars, you've borrowed 800,000. But as interest rates rise and rise and rise, let's say they go back up to 8%, you know, your house falls in value to 500,000. Now, but at $500,000, and you got 8% interest rates on your $800,000 borrowing, you're paying $64,000 a year in interest. That's you know, staggering. So people are going to be willing to to get out of debt and get out of the slavery if the government will solve their problem and take it off it. So to me, their strategy is very clear. You create a crisis and then you come in as the saviour uh, and say, we're going to make it all better for you. And you, you, you'll write off the debts, which is what they'll do. Uh, and uh, But they'll take ownership of a lot of things. So it's going to be a, you know, this is if they pull it off. Um, but it's, I think we're heading for very challenging times with what these people have planned. So um, it either is a masterstroke of brilliance to do a great reset or it's a masterstroke of evil. And uh, from the Christian perspective, Alex, uh, I imagine we're probably leaning towards this looks like a masterstroke of evil. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think so. That, that's my certainly that's my take on it. Um, others might not take such a, a strong view. I mean, one thing that's going on around the world. I mean, we've seen the massive rise in cryptocurrency, but all the central banks are creating their own digital currencies. That's all in progress. Uh, one or two countries have already succeeded that, and I think what they'll do then is that 
they'll move away from paper currency. Everything will be 100% cashless. And the problem with that is they can see and control every transaction you make. So, and you know, that's when people start thinking about biblical prophecy and, you know, you know, Revelation says you won't be able to trade without the mark of the beast and so forth. So there's all those uh, kind of things um, that are bubbling along in, in the background. But here's the interesting thing. I actually think we need a great reset. <laughs> uh, we, I mean, it's no surprise that the Western world, you know, you see the rich getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Uh, you see the cost of living rise dramatically. Uh, you know, there's a fabulous proverb, Proverbs 29. It says, uh, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice. When the wick- wicked rule, the people groan. And so I think the biblical issue here is God established government for our good. But throughout history, due to sin, uh, you know, it goes astray when you get the wrong people in charge. And I think globally, uh, there's a lot of wrong people in charge around the world, and, and that's going to lead to these these big changes. But I think there is a kingdom approach, and this is where the church particularly has to rise up. And we've got to offer alternative solutions, you know. We've got to get our society out of this debt addiction. We need to get away from the obsession of consumption of material things and move back to a focus on people and relationships. Um, there's, there's so many good things you can do. But if you think about the fundamental building block that God created, the, the family unit, you know, we've torn that apart since the 1970s. We need to rebuild that because that is good for the people, but it's also good economically as well. So there's lots of things that we as believers can speak into. We can speak into an alternative solution uh, to what these people have planned. And I think we can and can see our society thrive where people have the opportunity to flourish. That's what, that's what we want to see. So when we talk about hard times ahead, uh, you're talking about uh, standards of living uh, falling all the more, uh, all sorts of more uh, even geopolitical challenges that happen around the world but impact us here in Australia, uh, the sort of dangers we might be up against as things continue on at the rate they are, Alex. Yeah, look, there's a range of things going on. I mean, the big thing we're seeing, and this has really started during COVID, is a massive spike in social unrest around the world. When economies start turning down and they become more unfair and more unjust, social unrest really starts to spike. Uh, And that's what we're seeing around the world, and in particular in the Western world, which has been very peaceful for the most part, you know, since World War II. Uh, And so I think that is the big change that we're going to see. The Western world is going to become a lot more... Uh, challenge that it has in the past Um, and of course geopolitically it appears and I say this you know as we're watching it unfold that the world is almost splitting in two you've got the sort of the US and European bloc uh, and then you've got the Russia China bloc and then the various allies that are sort of aligning underneath each of those so the world is changing very very uh, rapidly Um, and I think that's why people, as, as believers, we need to be alert. But we need to see it as an opportunity. You know, it's very easy to get dragged into the mud with some of these things and some of these things going on. But we should actually look at it and go, you know, wow, God has a plan. It's above and beyond what all these people and what human arrogance has planned. Uh, and we can do enormous good and uh, reach out and uh, win more people as the world gets more, more and more crazy. Uh, I think it's a fabulous opportunity uh, for the church to rise up. I like what you were saying just a few minutes back uh, about focusing on what God is doing and not what 
evil is happening, uh, there's a sense in which it's very easy to want to focus on the negatives, uh, want to prepare and almost react out of fear. But uh, but you're saying the Christian attitude is a little different to that? Yeah, look, I think, you know, these days people are so bombarded with things like social media and that, and so they, they, they're getting onslaughted by all these things that are going on. And what we need to do is actually, and I think it's important that we are aware of what's going on. I think being aware is very important. But we need to actually get back to focusing on what God is doing, focusing on the Great Commission, living out our calling. You know, every listener here, you know, if you if you put your hand up and said, I'm following Christ, then you have a calling that you have to fulfill. And so don't get distracted by all the noise and things like that. Um, actually use it as a chance to, you know what, I in my short life here, I want to actually store up eternal treasure. I want to sow things for, for God uh, and sow into kingdom things. You know, famous Matthew 6.33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. you know, we need to get back to basics. We need to get back to building God's kingdom, living out our calling and not worrying just about all these things that at the end of the day, we as individuals can't control. God can, but we can't. And so you can stress yourself out worrying about it but really what you want to do is get on God's, you know, God's uh, mission plan and uh, live out your calling. Uh, now, that doesn't mean you don't prepare. You know, I think, as I say, there's tougher times coming, and I think Christians should get out of debt, uh, you know, something I've been banging on about for years, uh, and they should prepare accordingly. But see it as an opportunity. What, you know, we, there will always be ways to, to prosper in the times ahead, and, and I believe that God will look after those that are prioritising him in their lives rather than worry about what the world is doing. Alex, we're about a week and a half out uh, from our federal election and uh, there are those who are thinking, listening to what is a challenging conversation today, uh, the hope that, you know, whoever wins government at the federal election might be able to pull a rabbit out of a hat and all of a sudden Australians (laughs) will be safe. Uh, You're sort of saying here, and uh, you might like to just uh, affirm this, that... There really is no way out of this. We are going to face some major problems ahead. And uh, perhaps it it doesn't even matter which side wins government. Uh, Those problems are going to be there. We might hope that one side might be able to navigate a little better than the other. What are your thoughts here about, uh, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, we need to be preparing for times like this and if there's any way to avoid the problem? Uh, Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, you reap what you sow. And Western culture has been sowing debt now for a very long time. Uh, but also we've been abandoning Christian values also for quite some time as well. And the, there's a natural outcome from doing that. When you do that, and in the case of the financial side of things, you eventually go broke. Um, so to me, the consequences are unavoidable. It doesn't matter ultimately who ends up in power. They're all going to have to confront the same issues. And really what I think politicians have been doing for the last 10 plus years is really pushing the problems into the future so they didn't have to worry about it. Um, So no, we can't stop it, but we can prepare. And I think there's fabulous opportunities here just to build your local community. I think we need to get back to those basics, you know, building, especially Christian community, because you need to walk with fellow believers, but then you also need to bring in other people because we're here to reach out to the lost. So we want to bring people in as well. And see this whole challenging period as an opportunity to glorify God because people will get hurt. You know, when 
bad things happen and tough times come, people get hurt. And what an opportunity to lead people to God and show them that the true eternal perspective and the amazing God and the amazing eternal plan that he has for humanity, for those that choose to follow him. It's exciting. <laughs> it is. Alex Cook, we have run out of time, but uh, an important conversation today and uh, bringing some context uh, for listeners around developments that are happening around the world. Alex Cook is the founder of Wealth with Purpose and uh, today certainly even a prophetic element uh, to the way that he's describing things that are coming, uh, the issues around the Great Reset, which is a real thing. And uh, to follow Alex Cook, you can visit his website at wealthwithpurpose.com. There are free resources on that website, free videos, there's podcast content, do you, cover, do you cover any of this in in any podcast content, Alex? Or you know, is there something that brings context? Yeah, more more and more so. So we've been warning about some of the economic storms for a couple of years, but certainly uh, we'll be talking more, speaking more into these things. Really, as I say, to make people aware, but we don't want to get people too distracted, as I say, with these kind of things. We want them to focus on being good stewards and, and focusing on their calling and running their race for Jesus. Um, but in the context of being aware of the challenges that the world faces. All right. Wealthwithpurpose.com. You can follow Alex on Facebook and on Twitter. And there is an Ask Alex at wealthwithpurpose.com email too for questions for this segment each week. Alex, wonderful getting your insights. I know that the prayers of listeners all around Australia will be for you as you go through your COVID battles some isolation ahead and uh, no doubt your family is also affected quite significantly so uh, our prayers are with you and asking for uh, god to just bring uh, some relief Uh, but thanks so much for joining us and sharing your heart with us once again today on 2020 thanks neil my pleasure as always